Welcome to Residential Real Estate, a podcast program presented by the Residential Real Estate Council. The Residential Real Estate Council, formerly known as the Council of Residential Specialists, is the leading education, membership, and networking organization for residential realtors with more than 33,000 of the top real estate professionals in the United States and overseas as members. It awards the CRS designation to experienced realtors who have completed advanced training and demonstrated outstanding professional achievement in residential real estate. The Residential Real Estate Podcast offers interviews and advice from top agents and brokers about timely and relevant real estate topics. You can find us on SoundClouds and iTunes, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And you can find more information about membership, education, and designation on our website, crs.com. I'm your host, Susan Swartz with RRC, and today we are talking with Patrick Lilly about luxury real estate. Patrick Lilly, CRS, has sold over $1.2 billion in sales in his 33-year career, focusing on properties in Manhattan and Brooklyn. He is the founder of Real Estate Success Rocks Conference and has a weekly podcast for real estate agents, RE Podcast Rocks. Patrick is also a frequent speaker at conferences and seminars. Patrick will be presenting an RRC webinar on Thursday, February 8th, at 1 p.m. on this very topic, luxury real estate, increase your average sales price. And if you're interested, you can register for that webinar on our website, www.crs.com. Finally, Patrick, we're really excited that you're here, so welcome. Thank you, Susan. It's good to be here. So you know what, we're just going to start with the topic, so I thought it would be interesting if you could first tell us, how did you get interested in real real estate, and more importantly, the luxury market? Well, uh, it was a circuitous route. I, uh, I, I was getting my MBA from NYU, and I thought I was going to go into advertising, and I got a... And I got two job offers. One was for eight. This was back in 1983, and I got one for 18,000 and one for 23,000. And I was making about $75,000 bartending, and there was no way I was going to go into <laughs> advertising at that price point. And um, you know, so I continued bartending after I got my MBA for a year, and I had a uh, lunch with a friend of mine, and I was telling him, you know, the dilemma here. And he 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 was a manager at a local real estate company, and he said, well, why don't you come work for us? I turned up my nose and said, I have an MBA. I'm not selling apartments. And he uh, told me how much money he made his first year, and my nose went right back into place. And three days later, I was uh, working for him. So that's, that's how I got really... into real estate. <laughs> that's a really interesting story because I think. Um... Uh, what to me is really interesting is I find that a lot of realtors actually come from sort of a marketing or advertising background because those are some of the skills I think that actually make you be successful in this particular industry. 
So that's that, sort of. And I also find teachers and actors do really well too, because they're oh. all they're all all part of the and bartenders too. <laughs> bartenders, <laughs> teachers, actors, and marketing people. Well, that you know, it, it, no joke, but you probably learned how to listen uh, being a bartender. Oh yeah. Oh, you have to as a bartender. You need all of those skills. You need to be a. You need a psycho. Be a psychotherapist. You need to be mm. a friend. You need to pretend like you care. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue into the other question or the next question I'd like to ask you. What are the benefits do agents expect to gain by selling luxury real estate? Obviously, it's earning higher fees, but what are some of the other advantages too? Well. One of the things is the amount of time that has to be spent. So, in other words, um, if you are, if your goal is to make X amount of dollars, and you're selling uh, average sales price apartments, you may have to work many more hours to reach your goal because the average commission um, is so much lower. So, um, because it gives you the potential to work less hours to, to reach your goal. Um, then, then you can have a more balanced life in terms of, of, of where you're donating your time. The other portion that is a big plus is, is that when you're going after listings that are not truly luxury but they're above the average sales price, they're a lot easier to land when you have a reputation within the luxury market because Sellers see that you are dealing with more wealthy clients, and they feel like you'll be able to get a higher class of client to come to their non-luxury um, uh, property. And that makes sense. But in reality, I, I would imagine that the luxury market can be sort of difficult to break into, and yep. there might be some tactics that might be more effective. So understanding and mastering those tactics can make a difference. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. One of the things, one of the easiest ways to get into the luxury market is by going after uh, expired luxury listings or FISBOs. Um, you know, it's it, it's simple. If if you're going to focus X amount of hours on lead generation, you could focus on all expired listings or you could focus specifically above a certain price point. And once you start doing that and show some excess, your average sales price is going to go up and your reputation within the luxury market will strengthen. So I would say expired is probably the easiest way, the easiest tactic to get into it. And on the webinar, we'll go into much more detail about how to do that. And um, another way is to start presenting your properties um, when you do land them in a manner that's appropriate for luxury properties because selling luxury is really about selling uh, uh, an inspirational lifestyle people are aspiring not inspiration I should say aspirational lifestyle people are aspiring to live a certain way and one of the best ways of doing that is video um, because video can convey both context and emotion uh, and you can get across the aspiration that they're working, that the buyer is trying to be desirous of, if that makes sense. Absolutely. You know, as we started this podcast, we were talking about, you know, some of the experience you had as a bartender that 
maybe made you more sympathetic uh, to your home sellers. But I'm kind of curious if you could dive into that a little bit more and tell us a little bit about what traits you think one needs to have to sell luxury real estate. Well, number one, I would say confidence. Um, uh, You know, wealthy people are used to being able to tap into consultants and advisors who know what they're talking about. And um, uh, confidence does you well in all aspects of selling real estate, but I would say it's even more important uh, in luxury real estate that's, that that you feel that you really do bring something to the table and can convey, convey that information. The The second I think the second trait is to know when to step back and know when to step forward. That's that's a little bit more subtle and a little bit more complicated. But um you know, they don't want your sellers don't want to hear from you all the time and for the most part they don't want to be your best friend. Um but they do want your your full attention, and they do want your advice up to a certain point. So a lot of really wealthy people have made a lot of money, and the one of the drawbacks can be is that they think they know more about real estate than you do. Um, and you need to figure out how to manage that line between you know expressing what you believe uh to be true and if they want to be the boss letting them be the boss um even when they're making a mistake and that's that's a subtle distinction that you'll have to learn over time yeah well you know that also brings us to another point is really understanding how to price the home appropriately. So how do, how do you learn how to do that, especially if you're working with a buyer that feels like they know, or I mean a seller who feels like they know more than you do? There's a, boy, this is a really complicated topic here. So there's no, there's no straight line forward here. Uh, luxury homes tend to be quite unique. So as when you're selling an average-priced home in your marketplace, there tend to be a lot of other very similar properties. Um, in the luxury market, they tend to be more dissimilar from each other, so it is harder to figure out what the actual market value is. And as we know, many uh, home sellers feel like their property is worth more than it actually is. And if it's unique enough, it can be worth trying for that higher price. If it's not unique enough, then you need to really go with what, what market stats are telling you. But if you think there's a, a, a portion of the buying public that would pay extra for some specific attribute, then you can go ahead and price properties higher. So when, when pricing um, a luxury home, you really have to take two different factors into account. If it looks like they want to overprice the the property, then what is their motivation to sell? And if their motivation that they really need to sell the home and be out of there like within six months or a year, 
then you can ask the question, well, what, what happens if we don't sell it at this price? And they'll say, well, you know, I have to sell it. Then that means they're open to price reductions down the line. And in that scenario, to me, that's a no-brainer. I would go ahead and take that listing because um, they have strong motivation to sell. The question, if the the question rises then, if they have no motivation, if they don't get their number, then do you want to waste the amount of time that goes into selling a luxury property when you're not going to sell? Sometimes the answer is going to be yes. If you're new to the luxury um, uh, business and you haven't had any luxury listings before, I would go ahead and take that listing, even though you're probably not going to sell it, with the attitude of, okay, I'm going to see what other listings I can get once I list this property, and I'm going to use this opportunity to really get into the luxury market. And um, just beware that you know, you're going to try to sell the property, but it probably is overpriced. Let's see what other properties you can get, because your second luxury listing is so much easier to get than your first luxury listing. But if you're an established luxury broker um, and they want to overprice the property, unless it is so unique and so special, um, they probably won't take it unless the seller can demonstrate true motivation to sell. Do you think timing matters? It depends on your market. Um, you know, if your market is a seasonal market, then obviously timing matters. Um, timing does matter into what the competition is out there. So if the market is flooded with listings in the luxury market and um, uh, somebody wants to put on their property at a high price, that timing would matter there, and it probably would make sense for them to wait and for you to say, listen, let's, take, let's look at this in six months and put it on the market down then. Um, so in those respects, it's, it can be a market issue, and it can be um, uh, um, it can also be a competition issue, and it can be if your market is seasonal. Do you advise having open houses? Why or why not? Um, generally, for luxury properties, I do not. Um, I, uh, and we do open houses in New York like crazy because they're very successful. Um, but not for luxury properties because I'm going to get the wrong people in there and it's going to hurt my my relationship with my sellers. But there's always there's always um, exceptions to the rules. So when a market is really strong in luxury and there's a lot, lot of demand, then yes, I do open houses. When the market slows down, I really find that the open houses um, are getting the wrong people in there. Hmm. Um. So, also, what do you think some of the mistakes that agents should be aware of and hopefully avoid? Boy, there's like in anything in real estate, there's <laughs> the option for so many mistakes. Um, I would say that the biggest mm -hmm. mistakes you can make is not having the type of communication mm -hmm. that that seller wants to have. So you need to determine by just coming out and asking them, how often would you like to, to communicate? Would you like to have a weekly conversation, a monthly conversation? Do you want me to call you after every listing, every showing? Um, you know, what do they want? And then in addition to providing them with the distinct feedback from any showings and the marketing that you've been doing, 
you also need to give them the state of the market, what has sold luxury-wise and what hasn't sold, so that they can have the information that they'll feel comfortable that you're doing a good job. When you're not providing that information, they're not going to be happy with you. Wow, these are really great tips. And um, I want to encourage our listening audience that if they want to learn more and continue uh, this conversation, uh, remember to tune in to Patrick's webinar, Luxury Real Estate, Increase Your Average Sales Price, on Thursday, February 8th at 1 p.m. You need to go and register on the Residential Real Estate Council's website, which is www.crs.com. And I really want to thank Patrick for being today's guest. I feel like uh, you really took a deep dive into this uh, topic. Well, thanks for having me on, Susan. It was nice speaking with everyone. And finally, with RRC webinars, you have access to the recording of the live webinar on demand, a PDF of the slides, and an audio MP3 file. And if you tune in live, you have the opportunity to ask questions before and during the live webinar. And if you can't um, attend the live webinar, you get that on-demand recording. So to register for this and to learn more about other classes RRC offers, again, visit our website, crs.com. Thank you, and please follow us or subscribe to the Residential Real Estate Podcast on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. Thank you.